Welcome to our community. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Don Butera. We're starting a new series today. Uh, it's called Words on Fire. Uh, and uh, when I began to just think and, and kind of uh, just Im- imagine this, uh, this series, I couldn't help but think of um, uh, this, this one guy. Uh, because... Words are powerful, amen? Words are really, really powerful. And I'm sure that some of you sitting here and some of you listening online, you probably actually have words that someone said to you in the past that's like sitting inside you. And like sometimes those are good and sometimes those are bad. And sometimes those can really stay with you for the longest of time. And you just have trouble getting them out of your souls. And, and we have a tendency. I don't know what it is. I think it's the, the broken nature is that we tend to hold on to uh, negative words longer than we hold on to positive words. As a matter of fact, uh, psychologists have said that for every insult... For every insult, it takes five compliments to get you back to normal. So six to get above, you know, get get you better than normal. So it's it's amazing how we as a people have a tendency to just take on really negative uh, thinking. And so when I I began to talk about this, you know, your words are powerful and... and, uh, so I, I, I kept thinking about, so I'm going to read, uh, well, I'm not going to read. I'm going to show you a video because this guy is a fire blower. It reminds me of how words come out of our mouth, yeah? Uh, there's three things, there's three elements in, 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 in this fire guy because I, I love talking to him. You have, first you have your breath, right? You need breath. Matter of fact, without breath, you can't even talk. You need uh, to have uh, breath or air flowing through your vocal cords in order to make a sound. So the first thing is your breath. That comes from you. The second thing is you need to form your mouth in a certain way uh, to make words, especially intelligible words or in words that you can understand, come out of your mouth. That's like the minyak he puts in the, sorry, the oil that he puts in his mouth. That's, that's what kind of is going to get that thing going out of his mouth. Then there's a third element, and the third element is fire. And the question is, is, what are you lighting up? Like, what, what is lighting up your words? And so let's watch the video and then I'll keep talking. Uh, it's just some fun things we did the other night. Read a scripture verse to you from uh, James chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It reads this It says, In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes great speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire, the whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set the, your whole life on fire, for it can be set on fire by hell itself. Ada satu ayat yang luar biasa sekali terdapat di Yakobus 3 ayatnya 5 sampai 6 saudara bunyinya demikian demikian juga lidah walaupun suatu anggota kecil dari tubuh namun dapat memegahkan perkara-perkara yang besar lihatlah betapapun kecilnya api ia dapat membakar hutan yang besar lidah pun adalah api ia merupakan suatu dunia kejahatan dan mengambil tempat di antara anggota-anggota tubuh kita sebagai sesuatu yang dapat menodai seluruh tubuh dan menyalakan roda kehidupan kita sedang ia sendiri dinyalakan oleh api neraka. And so 
I want us to, during this series, I want us to think about what our words are doing and what is lighting our words on fire. Is it coming from the pit of hell or is it coming from the light and, and the word of God? Okay, let's have some fun. We're going to do Jadi, some... Uh, oh, yeah, maaf. Untuk series yang kali ini, kita akan lihat dari manakah kata-kata kita ini berasal, saudara-saudara ya. Apakah kata-kata ini uh, berasal dari neraka yang bisa menghancurkan atau kok berasal dari surga yang bisa membangun dan memberikan Anda kehidupan. Jadi kita akan lihat malam hari ini, uh, contohnya seperti apa nanti Mas uh, Beli Jazz akan menyalakan api. Kita akan melihat ya. Mm-hmm. Oke. Okay. really showing how, how words are that powerful. Our words are that powerful that can come out of our mouth and they light a fire. And what kind of fire are we setting by the words that we're using? It's interesting because in that, in that same chapter, in James chapter 3, in the, in the second verse, I believe it is, basically it says, if you can control your words. Ah, let me read it. Let me read it so almost verbatim. It says, We make many mistakes, yeah? Uh, for we could, uh, if, but if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. That's how powerful our words are. And, and if you've been around and you know the Scriptures at all, you know it actually even says that the tongue uh, has the power of life and death. The life and death is in the power of the tongue. And it also says, basically says, and, and you will like eat its fruit, basically is what it's saying. You'll eat its fruit. So, you know, you can, you can light it from the pit of hell or you can bring it in from heaven and your words can have that kind of effect on people. Now, there's a verse in Psalm 55 and it says this. I really like it. It says, it is not an enemy who taunts me or like who uses words to, to do something to me. If it, was a, if it was an enemy, I could bear that. Like, you know, when your enemy says something to you, and if it's, most likely an enemy is going to say something negative to you, right? When they say something to you, like, I will expect it from you. So it doesn't really like penetrate. Then it says, it says, I could, uh, excuse me, if it was, uh, uh, excuse me, It is not my foes who arrogantly uh, 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 insult me. I could have hidden from them. So, you know, you've got these other guys, like strangers say. If a stranger comes up to you and, and, or, or walks by you or, you know, you accidentally, accidentally cut them off on the street. You know, it's only accident. You never do that on purpose. You never cut in front of someone. Huh? Can I get an amen? You guys are all Christian out there on the roads, right? You know, and then some guy screams at you, he honks your horn. How long do you actually think about what they said? Very little, right? Very little. As a matter of fact, it's so funny because when I go back to America, America, they use their horns very selectively. They only use their horns in certain situations in America. So you don't hear horns in America. And it's so funny because when you hear a horn in America, it means they are really upset. 
And so, like, it's funny, when I'm back in America and I hear a horn at me, I'm like, you don't know where I live, man. I live in Indonesia, man. That means nothing to me. <laughs> you know? Because it doesn't affect you because they're strangers. You brush those off really quick. But it says, instead, it was you, my equal, my companion, my closest friend, who I had good fellowship with once enjoyed as we walked into the house of God. It's always those who are close to you, those who are dear to you. Those words are key. And there's a principle here. It says, it basically says it this way. I say it this way. The more intimate the relationship, the more powerful the words. The more intimate the relationship, the more the words will affect you or the more effect your words will have on other people. And so, we, you know, this intimacy is really where things happen. In, in Proverbs uh, 3, 26, I got a lot of scriptures today. In Proverbs 26, 22, it says, rumor or gossip is like a choice morsel, like a, a beautiful piece of wagyu meat. And it goes down deep within one's soul. So the words of gossip, when they come out, they go into someone's ear and they go deep inside the soul of someone. It really can affect their heart. It, it affects them. And so these words make a difference. I, I read this quote uh, this past uh, two weeks ago or so. When you criticize someone, when you put someone down, you are agreeing with the devil's assessment of that person. Woo! Think about that. When you are putting someone down or you are characterizing someone in a bad way, you're agreeing with the assessment of the accuser of the brethren. We don't want to do that, right? That's like setting our words on fire from the power or from the gates of hell or from the fires of hell, right? Now, so we have to be really careful when we speak to especially those that are close to us. So I brought this little as an example. So let's, let's say, parents, that this is your child who is fragile. They're young, impressionable. Their self-esteem is not really strong, and, and they, 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 they're like just, they're fragile. What you say to them could really hurt them. Or let's say that, it's your husband or your wife who, come on, we all know we have our spaces, we have our areas. Even, you know, I think sometimes, maybe because I, I tend to be a bit confident uh, in the way I kind of walk this life, I, I, your pastor has feelings too. <laughs> but I mean, there are soft spots in my heart that when someone says certain things to me, it's just like, you know, that's not hard to do. It's not hard to do. Well, you have a workmate or a friend who's fragile. I had my friend do another little example and take one of these things, and let me show you what the fires of hell will do to someone. can really hurt people. We can really, really hurt people with our words. It's amazing. Just like nothing, these, 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 these 
these things that come, of our, come, out, come out of our mouth, they're just like, it's just vibrations in the air, but man. Now, they don't have to be bad. We can set the world on fire with light. We can, we, can, we can set the world on fire with wonderful things from heaven. It says that, it says, because the opposite is true. We can either set people on fire from the things of hell or we can set them on fire with the things of heaven. It says in Proverbs 16, 24, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy to the body. Woo! We need kind words. We need words of encouragement. You know, it's funny, the, 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 the disciples, Jesus was saying, you know, like he was, had a whole bunch of people leaving him at one point, and he, he turned to his disciples and he said, he said, are you going to leave me too? Are you going to leave me too? And what did the disciples say? One of the disciples said, how can we leave you? You have the words of eternal life. It's like, they're like, how could we leave you? you got like words that are just breathing eternal life into us. I don't, I don't, I don't want to walk away from that. So we can have words of eternal life that we can breathe into people. That we can put in people's minds and in their hearts, you know. At Proverbs 4.20 says, My child, pay attention to what I say. Because this is a man of wisdom. He's saying, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Do not lose sight of them. They, let them penetrate deep in your heart. For they will bring life to those who find them and healing to, the, to their bodies and make them whole. That's, that's what, that, don't you want those words to be coming out of your mouth? Don't you want your children, for those that are, have children, don't you want your children to, to just like soak in words that come from you? Don't you want your friends? You know, I, every time I say this, I think of that song and I, and I was kind of telling these guys, I love what these guys are doing, so they can do what they want. I'm so happy to see them moving, and even in a more prophetic way, I, I'm really happy when I see that. And, um, you know, that song, when you walk into the room, everything changes, darkness starts to tremble, you know? When you walk into a room, does everything change by what you say? Oh, it's raining today. It's been a really tough day. Oh, man. Honey, I'm, you know, I'm just really, you go, what's, what's the supper? Come on. What happened? Right? Or, 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 or the innocent husband comes walking in and, 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 and the wife, I just can't take these kids anymore. They're just driving me crazy. You take them. I'm tired of them. When you walk into the room, Words are so, so powerful and so important. And, and so today I want to be very, very practical. Today I want to be very practical. I want to give you four very practical, simple truths that will help you bring life into situations, that will help you, help you with, uh, to use your words in a way that will bring life to those around you. And the first one is, 
Let's agree with God's assessment of people. Let's agree with God's assessment of people. What an amazing thing. The Bible says that whenever two or more agree on something, what does it say? It's established. It's like it becomes concrete. It, it, you know, it just like forms. Think about that when you're talking about someone and, and you're saying something really negative about them. Even as I say this, I'm, I'm almost like repenting of some words I know that I've said recently. I'm like, man, Donald, you idiots. See, self-talk. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, we'll talk about self-talk next week. <laughs> but anyways, so like, God, God, forgive me for what I just said, you know, because I'm thinking about those things. But if we come into agreement, like parents, why don't you come into agreement about how amazing your children are? Think about it. Come into agreement about how amazing you are. Now I want you to think of this. Think about this. Because it's kind of like, in your mind, like we forget this, you know, God, he's what? Three in one. He's three in one. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let's get this picture in our mind. Here's, here's God up in heaven, the three of them. There are three of them hanging out in heaven. Now they're one, but I'm not going to get into all the theology of that, right? And all of a sudden they say, they say, hey, let's, uh, let's create someone. And they all go, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. And they think about someone and they say, you know, Let's create Steve. Let's create him. Like, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit says, you know what, I think, I think what I want to do is I want to create Steve with like such a soft heart to care for people. Okay? And, and, and the Father goes, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, yes, I want that in, in Steve. And, and, and then Jesus says, yeah, you know, with Stephen, I, I, Steve, I want to just like, I want to kind of like pour out grace on him so that his grace just flows out. And he, and he gets so full of grace that he lets people live with him. He invites people in his home and says, come and live with him. And, 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 and he's going to want to like even go into the hospitals. And he's going to want to help people. By the way, you don't know this. I know this about him. So he's like, yeah, let's put that in him. And they're like, yeah. That's cool. And then the Holy Spirit, of course, you know, it's always got to be the Holy Spirit says this. You know what also I want to make in Steve? I want to make him like really creative. Like I want to make him an artist so that when he draws, it can be a blessing for people. And, and even as he says it, the Father and, the, and, and Jesus go, yeah, that's awesome. And so like they create him. They, 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 they pull up out of the clay and they put all these beautiful characteristics in him. And then the Father goes, and he blows life into Stephen. And then they put him up and they say, that's our masterpiece. And Fifin comes along and goes, that's my masterpiece. <laughs> she recognizes him and she marries him because he's like, that's my masterpiece right there. That's my masterpiece. That's how God sees him. And they're all in agreement. Maybe we should all come in agreement that that's who Steve is. Maybe we should look at him like that instead of looking at like all these other things in him that we say aren't in him, that he lacks. Because I don't think God thinks he lacks a thing. I don't think God thinks you lack a thing. Right? Isn't that true? You don't lack a thing. God made you. He went, Whew. The Holy Spirit... Jesus and the Father all went, 
wow, we did an amazing job. He's a masterpiece. She's a masterpiece. When your child is born and they're growing, they're masterpieces of God. Sometimes we come into agreement on things about people that are not true. That are not true. I read this quote. It said, you know, rough diamonds may sometimes be mistaken as worthless pebbles. But they are so precious. We need to come into agreement with the way people are. Because when we come into agreement about the good things, about who they are, think about that. Employees, come into agreement with your other fellow employees about your boss. Leaders, come into agreement together about those that work for you. I remember I, my, my daughter, I think I've told this story one time before, but my daughter Rachel, I did this experiment with her when she was about 10 years old. I, 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 I decided that, I, I read a book about it, and I, every day for a week, I just like poured compliments into her, just like, and it was the end of the week, and I made her sit down. I said, Rachel, you sit there. And for five minutes, I made sure it was five minutes long, I just told her how great she was. Ten years old. Five minutes went by, finished, and I, and I, I was kind of done. You know? And so I started walking away, and she jumped out of the seat. She said, don't stop, don't stop. We, we, we something in our being needs to hear words of God that will penetrate our heart. And we need to come into agreement, you know, uh, with each other about people in agreement, godly agreements. Amen? You catching that? So let's, let's try to do that, you know. Uh, I'll skip that. Next, number two. Get intimate with the Father so that His words affect you most. Remember I said earlier that the more intimate the person, the relationship, the more their words affect you. So get intimate with God. Get really intimate with Him. The Bible says what? There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that's Jesus. We sang all about this. And so we need to get intimate with Him. Why? So during the vulnerable moments of our lives, during the times where, where things are tough and rough and, and we're hurting and we're struggling, whose voice matters most? It radically changed my life. This, this, this whole understanding radically changed my life probably sometime when I was around 37 years old or so. It was a long time ago for me. Some of you might not have been born back then, but I was there. And, and like, I didn't, so I had been following the Lord for almost, what, 15, 16, 17 years or so. And I was listening to this song, and I know the author, it was the, the writer was Rita Springer, and she was singing about how God spoke to her words of love. And so I let God speak to me at that point. It was kind of the first time I ever just allowed God to just totally just pour out in me. 
about his love. And it radically changed. I radically changed. It radically changed even my theology. At that point, and I, I changed so much that even Carol was a little bit nervous with me for a little while <laughs> until all of a sudden she realized what was going on. She thought I was kind of starting to weird out, you know, I don't know, midlife crisis or something because I was starting to get so free. I was so getting so radically because I, because God's word spoke to me. His words spoke to me and told me about who I was. And I heard masterpiece radically changed my life. Some of you sit there and God's going, masterpiece. And you're going, I, I'm nothing. It's amazing how words, sorry. It's amazing how words can really affect you. And my brother David uh, is a great man of God. He's now a pastor, and he's doing amazing things. And, but I remember when he was uh, about uh, somewhere between 8 and 10 years old, we had four brothers, so we were really, you know, brothers are mean. Can I get an amen for those that grew up with brothers? Man, they can be mean. And you know, this book found its way into my house. And the title of the book, it didn't matter. Inside, it didn't matter what it said. The title is All We Needed. The title of the book was Dumb, Stupid David. Oh, we were merciless. I still to this day repent. We were merciless to my brother. Merciless. We poured those words into his heart. Took him a long time to finally overcome them. I believe we damaged that man. And now, he, I, again, he's fine now. But then we damaged him. I went in his room one day. He was sitting in the room tearing the book apart. We damage people with our words, especially our children and our friends, our close friends. People come, they come to our community, and they're in need. They're hungry. They're thirsting for a word of love, of encouragement. Let's give it to them, yeah? I went a little bit longer on that one than I thought, but so what? It's good stuff for you. Number three. Agree with God in your daily lives. Just agree with God in your daily, simple, daily lives. So here we are. You know, God's with us, right? Walking around. He's with us all the time. He's hanging with us, right? He's with us. Can I get an amen? Right? He'll never leave us or forsake us. So here we are. We're driving in our cars or whatever we're doing on our bike or whatever, and we're driving along. He's with us, right? And all of a sudden, we get a flat tire, and we get off our bike. We get out of our car. I can't believe it. I'm going to miss my meeting. Right? I mean, we're going through all the things. I can't believe it. Who would leave those rocks and, this, and the, 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 the nails on the street? I can't, come on. You know, yeah, I think Jesus is going, yeah, that's right. I can't believe it. That's right. I'm sure Jesus is saying the same thing. I'm sure he's saying the same thing. I'm sure he's sitting there and he's going, yes, keep complaining. Yes, yes, that wasn't in my plan. It screwed my plans all up too. No. Can I have a tissue, guys? I need a tissue. Let's, you know, let's, let's agree with God. Flat tire. Yes, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, we, we say it all the time. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Thank you. Thank you. Forgive me, guys. Uh, I, I, from crying. From crying. Okay. Yeah, there you go. We, we, we say it. I know the plans I have for you, Lord. Plans to prosper you and hope in the future. You know the verse out of Jeremiah 29. We say it all the time. Let's just change one little tiny word in there. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, the plans 
for today. Plans to prosper you, to not harm you. Plans for today to give you hope. Let's, let's, let's make it now instead of like tomorrow or 10 days from now. So when something happens, let's agree with God. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad and rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, depending on the circumstances. Of course, that's part of that verse. No. We just sang all about it. In the mountain air, lowest of lows, he's the same. His love doesn't change. Summer. Our words should always stay the same, right? I like the white. It's nice white there, o Ogie. I really like the white. Really good outfit. You really, really you're, you know, you're, you know, today, today, this morning, I want to tell you something seriously. Yeah. This morning, you and you were playing this morning in the first gathering. It was a real blessing. Thank you. Yeah. And this girl over here, I'm on a roll. This woman, this woman of God. By the way, I was so happy to hear your voice this morning in singing. It was a blessing. See how much fun that is? It's fun. Turn to somebody next to you and tell them something about them that you love. You have to think sometimes. Okay, last thing. Last thing, so let's agree with God's assessment of people, right? Oh, yeah, see, he, he didn't get enough there. Johnson's trying to get his, they're newlyweds, so he's really trying to get it in, you know. <laughs> he's really wanted to get all those words in. Yes, do it now, early. Do it now. He's an amazing guy, yeah? Masterpiece. Even a rock, too, yeah? He knows when he sits in the front, he gets it. I've, I've, I've used Johnson for more examples than I know. I love you, Johnson. I really love who you are. I love your hunger for God. Anyways, yeah. Agree with God's assessment of people. Two, get intimate with the Father so His words affect you the most. Three, let, let, let's just agree with God in our daily lives in the simple things. And number four, do me a favor right now. I want everyone just to put their feet out. Look at your feet. Bible says this, blessed are the feet of those who bring good news. Bible says, like, cover your feet with the good news. That's two, there's two verses that talk about your feet. Don't you want your feet to bring good news to someone? Bring good news. Bring life to their, to their, to their souls by things that you say. This is how powerful our words are. So they can be lit up from the fires of hell, but I want you to light those words up from, with, the, with the light of heaven that shower upon people. Like, that's what grace is all about. You know, you have that woman. Here she is, the most vulnerable time in her life. She's, she's basically standing naked in front of the public. And every person there either wants to throw a stone 
or wants to see the, th the stone thrown. And they're waiting. And they just, this woman is in the most vulnerable place, the place where you could break her like this. You could just break her in half and be destroyed. And Jesus says, neither do I condemn you. Oh, the words of life. The words of life. You know, when someone's telling you uh, uh, a deep secret of shame, and instead of going like this, you go like this, and you give words that will bring life to their souls. Woo! That's who we can be. That's who God has called us to be. By the way, it's not who we can be. It's who you are in Jesus. Let's shed our feet. It's called shed. Let's cover our feet with the gospel of peace. Now, last thing. Get your phones out. I'm going to get my phone. Get your phones out. When's the last time you heard a pastor say, get your phones out? Get your phones out. Get your phones out. Everybody got your phones out? Uh, pastor, I had, I had my phone out the whole time. Yeah, I know you had your whole time. I know. I know. Some of you think God needs the phone to contact you. Okay, go to your WhatsApp or Signal or whatever you use to communicate life with others. Go to that place. You know, don't go in the, the, the one who just sent you a message. Just, just, okay? You there? Everybody there? Everybody got one? Okay. Pray with me. Lord, I want you to put a name of a, someone in this contact who's in need of encouragement right now, Lord God. Father, give me a name that is in my context right now, that, Lord God, you want me to encourage. Hmm. Okay. Wasn't expecting that one. Okay. When you got it, you know the search button. You know how it works. I want you to go to that contact and I want you to write words, words of love. And just so you know, I, I well, all right, I'm going to write mine, okay? Lord, I pray you would bless your people. Lord, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, you would just take out your, your shovel. And Lord God, you would dig your way in deep into their heart, Lord. That you would open their heart up, Lord. That you would bust through all the doors. That you would open up all the windows of their heart right now, Lord Jesus. That, that Holy Spirit, you would make them completely vulnerable to you, Lord. Lord, I pray you would remind them of why you made them, of who they are, of how you feel about them, of how you think about them, Lord, how you care about them, how you love them. Holy Spirit, I pray you come like the rising sun in the east and you would shine your glory upon them that they would know that you are there 
that they are yours and you, Lord God, love them more than they could know. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think we should just worship the Lord. See you guys online. God bless you.